Welcome back, baby, to the Northern Steel Podcast. I am your host, Dominic Paskowski. With me is my brother, Chris, with the same last name. It's long, it's Polish, get used to it. We're here to talk about Steelers. Right, Chris? Heck yeah, we are. Every, every week, every day, every part of my life. Seven to eight central, whatever that means. So let's talk about the Steelers. But first, I'm going to talk about the NFL news really quickly because we have a big, giant episode with linebackers, which we're also going to skim super quickly. That will be the draft profiles we're going to go over as middle linebackers. But quick, some NFL news, Steelers news especially. Uh, the Steelers signed Armand Watts, defensive tackle from the Vikings, I believe. He also played for the Bears. Um, he is okay. Death Beast. Yeah, is there much else to say about it's him? It's depth. It's depth. That's that's what it is. Yeah. Uh, then there's um the Steelers released Jameer Jones. Not really sure why. We thought at first maybe because hey they're gonna sign Bud Dupree, but like the smart people of Alex like Alex Alex Kazora and Nick Farabaugh on Twitter pointed out um, that wasn't a salary cap move. We also that wasn't a roster move because we have enough space to sign Bud Dupree anyways. Uh, just kind of weird. So I don't know what happened there. Maybe we'll mm-hmm. find the news on that later. But Jameer Jones yeah. cut. Uh, NFL news. The Ravens signed Odell Beckham Jr. to a disgustingly high one-year $18 million contract. <laughs> <laughs> that is so gross. Do you care, Chris? Uh, no, I don't. Lamar Jackson can't throw anyway. And plus, the, they're just spending 18 mil on this guy. Like, do they not have or care about their cap situation? I'm sure. Go for it. It's very clear they're using this to entice Lamar back to playing it with the Ravens, back to signing with the Ravens. But again, like you just said, I'm not worried about this either. I'm not worried about Lamar's throwing the ball or their weapons. I'm worried about his, his legs and running. Also, he throws the ball to Mark Andrews anyways, so I don't really care. Uh, other slight NFL news is the Jeff Akuda from the Lions, number three overall pick in the 2020 draft, cornerback, wanted to be traded. People are thinking, what kind of high draft pick do we have to trade to get a guy like that? Let me tell you, Chris, you have to give up a super valuable fifth round pick is what the Falcons did to get Jeff Akuda on their team. Wow, a whole fifth, huh? An entire fifth-round pick. A pick that we do not have. But I would have liked to do Jeff Okuda anyways. That would have been nice, but, you know, we're probably going to draft a cornerback, so maybe that's the thought process there. But I definitely would have got that guy for a fifth. I saw some fans being like, oh, like, uh, like some Twitter pages being like, oh, I can't believe we can trade a fourth for him. And people were like, well, uh, there's going to be way get better guys we're going to get in the first round. Yeah. That's the point. We're going to trade a fourth. That's the difference. <laughs> I like that in the fourth. It, and also, maybe the fifth round makes a lot of sense. I know he came out as a stud from college, and and but looking at his productivity in the last three years that he's been in the league, he's been very injury prone. I mean, he hasn't played in a full season other than last year was his first full season. and And I mean... Production-wise, we're looking at like one pick, seven pass deflections. You know, it's not really like jumping off the charts as far as a first-round pick. 
So when I'm thinking about trade value, I'm like, yeah, maybe that makes a lot more sense that he's a fifth round guy. Yeah. <laughs> and I would have no. done it for sure. But you don't have the picks for it. Uh, also, other NFL rumors we can talk about just briefly is there's a rumor that the Steelers are trying to trade up to the number nine spot with uh, the Chicago Bears in the draft. What say you, Chris? Boo, I hate it. I I don't <laughs> want that. I I mean, I think a lot of people are like, yo, we're going to fleece the Bears again. <laughs> They'll never see it coming. I'm like, I I don't know if I get too attached to picks that we I know absolutely nothing about. But like, you know... I just want to use our draft capital. I want to get guys who I feel like we need to get. And and I just don't know if trading away some picks for the nine is really worth it. I I agree. We have a lot of needs that we need. Uh, if we if we do trip to the nine, I can tell you right now, I guarantee you it'll be a tackle, most likely Paris Johnson Jr. Uh, but maybe, you know, maybe we trade something. Maybe when they say we'll fleece the Bears, we'll trade them uh um, pick number 49 and Chase Claypool back. I'm just kidding. I don't want Claypool back. Pick 40, pick 49 and Jaquan Brisker. Can we get back? I'll take, I'll take Brisker. I would take it. <laughs> I'll take I <laughs> Um, what? I can feel the garage opening. And also kind of called why, me it. Why'd you hold your pulse? <laughs> to feel that. Welcome. Hello. Nothing. Keep continue, please. Okay. <laughs> I I. Well, because I was like, I got a call, and then all of a sudden, I I felt the garage opening, and I was like, "What's happening right now?" So we're good. Yeah, I know. I was trying to ask you why you felt your pulse when you did that. Well, because I felt something at first. I didn't know it was the garage, so I was, like, processing. Is that where you feel it? <laughs> you go right to your pulse and you feel something? Did I do that? Yes. <laughs> right. it's just, it's, as, soon as, as soon as you felt something, you went like this. It's the thought of my wife. I'm like... I guess. Never know when a heart attack can hit you around the corner, I suppose. Anyways, let's get into the NFL Draft Profiles. Middle linebackers. Steelers signed Cole Holcomb, a Landon Roberts, and that is our middle linebacker group. If you want to also count Mark Robinson, I suppose. Mark Robinson. That is it. We got three middle linebackers. That is all we got. So I think, personally, the Steelers need to draft somebody. And this year's class isn't really that great. And I think there's higher, there's more pressing needs that we have. Um, But. You never know what the Seuss could do. Maybe they draft one a little bit higher. So we're going to kind of go through a wide range of where guys could be picked up in the draft. And usually we go over six, three each. But because there's so many guys the Seuss have actually shown interest in, we're going to do eight. But don't you worry your pretty little head. Don't worry about your exhausted, tired ears from listening to us ramble. We're going to go quick, baby. We're not going to give you the ins and outs of your players. I'm just going to give you the the... Nitty gritty, the raw and dirty opinion of each player. I think, absolutely. And Dom, I mean, just just before we get into it, too, I I also want to say, as far as 
guessing where we could pick up a linebacker, where do you feel like would be a realistic like gap range for these guys? Or where, uh, where do you think the Steelers as, could get a linebacker? As high as... Well, here's what I would like. Not about realistic, because the Steelers could do something really weird. The Steelers could pick one at 32, and I'd be kind of pissed. But I, but ideally, as high, it could be as high as pick 49, and it could be as low as 120. That's kind of my thought as well. I, I feel like if you're... If they're feeling really good about a guy, maybe that 32, I don't want it. But yeah, I'm, I'm kind of hoping for that 49 to 120 range is where we're looking for a lot of these guys. So anyway, with, I don't mean to interrupt. Go on. Say what you got to say, my brother. First up in the on the totem pole is widely regarded as the best linebacker in the draft, Drew Sanders out of Arkansas. Now, Drew Sanders, Annie. let me pull the stats for you, baby. Drew Sanders had 103 tackles last year, 40 solo, 63 assists, 9.5 sacks, golly, as a middle linebacker, 3 forced fumbles, 1 fumble return, and 1 interception. 5 pass defenses. Here's the thing, and those stats can those stats will show you that with almost 10 sacks and 5 pass deflects and a pick. I think he's just all around good. He has great awareness. He's got great pursuit. He knows exactly what holes to hit. He's he's a he's a downhill linebacker. He he can watch the plays develop. Here's where he's gonna get a pick, I think, right here. No, he's not. He's gonna pursuit and chase the quarterback and get on him. Get Bryce Young down on the ground. I just think he's smart, man, and he's got the speed to back it up. He, I think the last year was his first year actually starting because in previous years he only had 24 tackles and then nine tackles. So he's a he could be considered raw potentially. But with this kind of talent as a raw linebacker, I mean, what's not to like? He's 6'5", 232 pounds. Good God almighty. What else is he? Oh, he's uh, he's 32-inch, uh, nine, nine three-quarters hands. Production score, he's got 86, first in the combine. Athleticism score, 73, 12th. Total score, 82, second in the combine. His comparison, NFL comparison, is Tremaine Edmonds. You know, the guy that you wanted, Steeler fans? That's this guy, except this guy is white, not Tremaine Edmonds. <laughs> uh, he's uh, I, Basically, what I think about Drew Sanders is if you were actually going to get him, I think you'd have to do pick 32. I don't think he'll be there at pick 49, but I think he's all around solid. He's somebody you could easily take over a Landon Roberts spot or, or, or call it depending on who's doing bad. I think he could fit right in quickly. He could kind of do it all. He's, he's just an all around jackknife of a player. I think he's very, very good. And some teams are going to be, be very lucky to get him. It's probably not going to be us to be honest. Mm. Moving on you know, to the it, next. Oh yeah. Give me your thoughts, please, please. Yeah, absolutely. I was just going to say Drew Sanders was actually my favorite uh, linebacker prospect coming into this draft. Uh, I followed him all the way from the beginning of the college season and uh, just someone who's really just opened my eyes to this class big time. Um, he was a five-star recruit, went to Alabama, then transferred over to Arkansas where he really made a name for himself. Ultimately, I think whoever gets him is going to be an absolute stud. Up next is Trenton Simpson. Trenton Simpson has a very good chance of being drafted by the Steelers because he 
met them at the combine. He went out to dinner with the Steelers, the only linebacker they've taken out to dinner. They've wined and dined with chicken wings or whatever Mike Tomlin likes to do. And it makes sense when you watch his tape. Now, nothing really flashes off the board here, his flashiness when you watch his highlight tapes. But he, just like the two guys they signed and Cole Holcomb and um, Landon Roberts, he's just a downhill kind of thumper. My biggest thing where Drew Sanders had great awareness and great pursuit his uh, Trenton Simpson's not only really more pursuit, he's just got an endless motor. Sometimes he flies by guys, sometimes he misses guys, but he just doesn't stop running. He's gonna he's gonna keep chasing after you, he's gonna keep going after you. He's got a really high motor, which is not necessarily a bad thing at all. He lines up a lot on these highlights on kind of the outside, which shows me he likes to rush the quarterback, but he, that's the best the thing is he likes to run downhill. There isn't a lot of pass defense highlights in this. Um, all the linebackers we got kind of show that. So it kind of fits the bill there. You would like to see a linebacker who can maybe cover the pass a little bit more. Not to say that he technically couldn't with the speed that he potentially may have. But, uh, oh, speaking of, and I'm going to look this up in a sec. I noticed that Drew Sanders' combine profile did not have his 40 time on there. So I looked that up in a bit. Uh, Trenton Simpson had 73 tackles last year, 41 solo, two and a half sacks, two forced fumbles, three pass defenses. Uh, he was a starter last year, the year before that. Those tackles are way down compared to what Drew Sanders had in his first year as a starter. Um, makes me wonder, you know, what's where he's playing at all times. Although Clemson is a little higher of a defense. They have more kind of players around everything. But he does play a lot of spots from the line, though. So maybe that's a part of it, potentially. Uh, Trenton Simpson, he is 6'2", 235. Had a production score of 76, athleticism score of 86, total score of 81, third-ranked linebacker. He had a 40-yard dash time of 4.43. Boy's got the wheels, and it shows on his highlight tape. His NFL comparison is Darren Lee, rest in peace, unless I am wrong, then um, that's his comparison of a live person, but I don't think that person is, rest in peace. Uh, Kind of... Like I said, he's, um, I think his big, his biggest draw to him is his speed and his relentless physicality. He he just constantly just runs full speed every play, regardless if he misses, he's going to turn around and chase you down from the back. So he sounds like a guy that Mike Tomlin likes, especially considering the linebackers they like. I wouldn't be surprised if they go after him, but to get a guy like this, you're looking at, he's not going to make a pass 49. So if he's there at 49 and you want him, you got to pull the trigger there. Yeah, I don't know if Darren Lee's dead. <laughs> it looks like he's very much alive. I think that I'm sorry, Darren Lee, to either you and your family. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy to see you alive. Trent uh, Simpson is an excellent football player. Yeah, I'm curious if the swapping around at the outside and the inside kind of, you know, took away some of his stats or, or changed them up to where you kind of want them to be. But nonetheless, he is fast. He is very quick and, and a good tackler. So, um, yeah, 49 is definitely where I've seen him mocked a lot of times to us. So we'll just see where we're going. But yeah, I'd definitely say two to th- round two or three is, is Trent Simpson. Drew Sanders' 40-yard time, by the way, is a 4.66. Not super amazingly fast, but it doesn't make sense when you watch his tape. He is a guy that analyzes the field more, but I do think he has more burst than 
maybe this next guy I'm going to talk about. And the next guy I'm going to talk about is Steeler fan favorite and hot take, me and Chris's not fan favorite, is Jack Campbell. Captain Jack, linebacker out of Iowa. Now, there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with Captain Jack, man. He's a, he's, he's a solid, solid, solid linebacker. Smart, smart linebacker. <laughs> Jack Campbell, he's also a giant linebacker. Jack Campbell is 6'5", 246 god dang pounds. All Midwestern corn and beef in that boy. 125 total tackles, 59 solo, one sack, one forced fumble, one fumble recovery, two picks, and one pass defense. He had 125 total tackles last year, 140 the year before that. This dude racks up the tackles. He is a traditional a middle linebacker. I'm talking Brian Erlacher. I'm talking Ray Lewis even. I'm talking... The Jack Lamberts and Jack Ham of old. I'm ta- I'm talking James Ferrier. He is a traditional middle linebacker. So you might be saying, well, then why, Dominic and Chris, don't you like Jack Campbell? Look at him pick off CJ Stroud. How can you not like that? Of course you can cover the pass. I think he's too slow. That's my biggest gripe with Jack Campbell. He he's a, but the thing is though, is if he ends up a stealer. You know, we say it, we said it a billion times before. I'll still love the guy and I'll cheer for him and I hope he succeeds. I'm a little nervous, I guess. I'm a little worried that he's too slow, but he makes up for that in college with his play recognition and his awareness. Here he is getting a safety on Chris's alma mater. Hilarious. South Dakota State. Um, that's his biggest Go draw, Jacks. I think. It's his, it's his football smarts, his awareness, and his play recognition. That is by far his biggest smarts. Also, I mean, it doesn't hurt that he's big. He's a big, big dude. Jack absolutely. Campbell. Absolutely. I mean. Go ahead, Chris. Go ahead. I was just going to say, absolutely. You can't deny his football IQ. It's it's remarkable what you see in his highlights right now. But, like, yeah, as as even thinking, like, Leighton Vander Esch is, like, another great comparison. It's an old-school, hard-hitting football linebacker he's just maybe like a decade too late for what you need in in talent which is why dom and i are not too too high on on mr campbell now does now of course like we say every year the nfl draft and players you never know right he could come on the scene and he could just be amazing you never know i i don't think that he's going to be a bad by any means i just don't know if he's going to be as amazing as what people think he could be I guess that's what I'm trying to get at. I think a lot of Steeler fans are absolutely in love with the idea of Jack Campbell. I just don't know if he's going to be as good as people think he's going to be. But I don't think he's going to be bad at all. I think he'll be a very serviceable linebacker in the NFL. And if he plays for Steelers, I'll cheer my heart out for him. He had a 74 production score, 89 athleticism score, total scores in 82. That's number one ranked linebacker in the combine. Again, 6'5", 250. He ran a 4.65". 0.01 faster than Drew Sanders, but his tape, uh, you know, it's acceleration, it's burst, it's different. You know, his tape doesn't really show that to me, but, you know, what it is what it is. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Jack Campbell, man. I mean, I think he's got the skills to to be good. And I, I kind of the same thing with Trenton Simpson. You are not going to get Jack Campbell at pick 80. It has to be pick 49. I think he could actually... He actually might go 
earlier. He might go between 32 and 49. And uh, I don't think you're picking him at 32 unless the Steelers are in love with him, but they haven't met with him as much as you think. So, Yeah, and I, I, I just got to say this for everyone listening to it. It's so hard, and, and I come to the realization that, like, I feel like ever since we lost Shazier, we're just kind of looking for that next Shazier. And that's kind of what the league has developed into, right? You need a guy in that middle who can not only scan the field and play coverage well, but someone who is fast and effective and and able to not only shoot the gaps, but but cover. I mean, we've had it so bad with like Robert Spillane and then all those guys not being able to like cover the pass. And I don't know, it's just a new age of middle linebacker, which you know, we just desperately need. And maybe I'm being a little too hard on these guys just because uh, I'll ever forever want a guy like Ryan Shazier back on our team. Now, to play devil's advocate to Jack Campbell and why you could be enticed to maybe want him, Chris, on the Steelers is something I just thought of right now is because his playoff smarts is so high, because he's such a um, football guy and he, and he knows the defenses and he, and he can do, he can recognize offensive schemes, he could, he's a guy that could potentially end up wearing the green dot and can be the leader in call models mm-hmm. on a play. And that is a very good trait to have, where especially on the Steelers when it seems like nobody wants to wear the green dot on the Steelers. Yeah. Not a single player <laughs> wants to. No. So there, there is a possibility there for Jack Campbell. Um, 49 was where you're going to want to pull the trigger, but 32, between 49, he could be gone by then. And then my last linebacker on the board is... Kind of potentially one of my favorite ones. Potentially. It's Dayan Dayan Henley from Washington it's Luke. State. It's Luke Keekley. From Washington State. <laughs> Dayan Henley. Let's talk about him. Uh but with the video muted. Dayan Henley had 106 total tackles last year, 54 solo, four sacks, three forced fumbles, two fumble recoveries, one pick, one pass defense. Uh, 2021 had 94 total tackles. 2020 must have been splitting time, had 49 total tackles. Dayan Henley is 6'2, 232 pounds. He is his production score. Was 73, athletic score 78, total score 77, makes him the fourth ranked linebacker. That's top to bottom, you guys. One, two, three, four. I just did on the combine profiles. 40 yard dash <laughs> time, four, five, four. Pretty, pretty solid speed. Fat, definitely faster than Drew Sanders and Campbell. A little slower than Trenton Simpson. This play right there, Chris, was my favorite play. Um, I want to back that up real quick. I want you to see how deep he goes for coverage here. And this play reminds me of Ryan Shazier <laughs> when he used to pick Absolutely. up balls like that. Uh, Dayon Henley, the thing I liked about him and why he might be one of my favorites is because I think the value of his pick, because I think you could get Dayon Henley at pick 80, and I think he offers a lot of very similar traits to the guys I just covered. I think he has he's a downhill thumper. I think he has really good pursuit. He's got really good play action. He finds he finds the holes just like the running back does. Um, he's got, I think he has decent pass coverage skills like Drew Sanders does. 
according to like that pick. And there's other plays in here where he he's not getting a pick per se, but he's able to watch the quarterback's eyes, and when the ball's thrown, he's right on the guy. He's he's right next to him. He's not letting them get super far down the field. He's he's right there. He's right in the line. He's thumping guys behind the line of scrimmage. He. Uh, runs downhill, like I said. He sheds blocks pretty well. Not as well as maybe someone like Drew Sanders or even Trenton Simpson, but still pretty well to shedding blocks. Also, when you have guys like Cam Hayward in front of you, Larry Ogunjobi, TJ taking up some linemen, he can shed uh, the running back who's there. Um, I think he kind of is an all-around player too, like Drew Sanders, but maybe a little faster. And also, because this guy's not going to get picked as high as Drew Sanders, I think that's why he's kind of my low-key one of my favorites, especially that's four I'm talking about right now, because I think you could get him at pick 80. Very well could. Very well could. Um, yeah, uh, he's he's a phenomenal talent. And, and right away when you, when you brought up the uh, Ryan Chazier thing and, and that play, like almost the way that he runs too is very familiar to Ryan Chazier. Um and it's just it's it's what you need a guy who's not afraid to shoot the gaps and and also be a reliable source on pass coverage. So uh, who knows? Maybe you won't get the three or four picks in the season like Mr. Ryan had, but uh, I think he is kind of a slept on pick. A definitely a guy that you could could get in and maybe a hidden gem in the draft. Who knows? Yeah, I I uh, I like him. I, I you know some of the weaknesses they talk about are. It says below average instincts for play development, um, and I obviously the highlights only show the best plays. But I don't know, man. I think he, I think he can watch the quarterback. A lot of these plays, he just kind of has to rush the line. But I think he can watch the quarterback really yeah. well, and I don't think it's that bad. I think when they say below average instincts for play development, it's like on quarterback option plays, uh, which happens a lot in college, and that is one of his weaknesses. They talk about with to diagnose to diagnose a zone read play, but you know. Mm-hmm. You can't. You can't do it all. <laughs> if we're pick eighty, it's kind of absolutely not. Kind of, yeah. It is what it is. Yeah. It is what it is. But that is Dan Henley, a potential pick at pick eighty, in my opinion. I love it. All right, Chris, shoot through your guys. Who do you want to do first? Okay, let's go with uh, Dorian Williams. I'm gonna go backwards. Yes, sir. I like it. I kind of want to. I would kind of want to save my favorite for last. My favorites, I should say. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, let me let me get Dorian out. All right, here we go. So yeah, Mr. Dorian Williams, uh, linebacker out of Tulane, standing at six foot one, two hundred twenty eight pounds. Uh, Dorian Williams is a uh, really good linebacker who I feel like. Uh, could also be a sleeper pick in this draft. Uh, he shows some really good talent, not only in um, the passing game, but also uh, being able to stop runs and and uh, push over blockers just like he did there to make the play. He's an aggressive, uh, hard-hitting dude who just really likes to play uh, the game and is really aggressive. Um his strengths going into it, I mean, he uh, gets into blockers with a proper knee bend, and he's able to rack, wrap up tacklers uh, really well. So he's kind of a for, for sure tackler, which is really nice. Not someone just that lowers the shoulder 
uh, and tries to hit and pop these guys with all that they got. And he's really fluid in zone coverage with man cover talent. So you kind of get the best of both worlds with him being the linebacker who can really uh, get those open field tackles and really close in on a guy, but as well as, uh, you know, make some plays in coverage, which is something that the Steelers just really haven't had uh, ever. Um, well, I shouldn't say ever. <laughs> uh, lately. <laughs> um Sorry, I just feel bitter with the, the last few years we've had with middle linebacker play. Uh, anyway, yeah. his combine results, uh, it's it's pretty good. I'd say he he's pretty quick. He ran a 4.49 uh, with a 33.5-inch vertical and a 10-foot uh, broad jump. Uh, 65 production score, 81 athleticism score with a total score of 74, which is eighth among all linebackers. Um, he was kind of uh, a ball magnet. He was all around the field last year. Um, he uh, totaled up 132 total tackles with 8.5 of those tackles being for loss and five sacks. And he also had two picks on the year so uh, and, and seven pass deflections. So when I say this guy can cover, he can cover. He's, he's all around. Uh, he, he likes to be involved in the play. Uh, and he was a team captain, I believe, uh, for three, yeah, team captain and a three-year starter at Tulane. So uh, definitely be on the lookout for this guy in the draft. I do think of him as kind of a later round draft pick. Uh, probably looking at around that, I don't know, 80, 120 even range. Uh, but uh, Dorian Williams, uh, a name to be uh, looked at, I guess. Don, what are your thoughts? Um, I, His... His speed is really nice, and I think he does run with some good thumping um, downhill to him. Uh, his weaknesses, honestly, you kind of remind me of Devin Bush, <laughs> in the sense of uh-huh. can't really it doesn't always find the running lane, or maybe he gets held up by by blocks and stuff. I actually think this is a one twenty or later, and I know we don't have a pick later until seventh round, but you never know. They could the students could end up trading back, acquire some more picks in the fifth and sixth round. And I think you're looking at like a four to six for this kind of guy. Um, this sure. Dorian Williams is a straight up another body linebacker. If you if we draft Dorian Williams, we don't draft another linebacker. He's not overtaking Cole Holcomb or Landon Roberts, in my opinion. He is another body to sub out. And that's not a bad thing, but that's just, uh, especially because the Steelers have three middle linebackers, so they need some more. They definitely need some more bodies. But um, that's the kind of player you're looking at there when you get a guy like that. Absolutely. Uh, let's let's move on to Demarvin Overshone. Demarvin Overshone. Demarvin. Demarvin. Overshone. Overshone. Demarvin Overshone. Okay. Demarvin Demarvian. I don't know. Go Sorry, Demarvian, Demarvin, whatever. We we have a Demarvin. Maybe he'll get along with Liao. But anyway, Demarvin Overshone, Texas linebacker. He is a big dude. He stands six foot three, two hundred and twenty nine pounds. So uh, definitely a guy that you'll recognize on the field almost immediately. 
he is a former safety turned into a linebacker. Uh, so he's definitely had to take leaps and strides going into this position. Uh, and he's gotten both play time uh, playing on the inside and the outside. So um, he, he's definitely seen his, his fair share of plays all around the field. So he brings a lot of versatility um, to the game. Um, from what I understand, he has made a lot of strides at the position from uh, 2021 season to 2022. Uh, and he's even taking a lot, uh, he even getting a lot more stronger at, at recognizing uh, plays on the field and then being able to uh, shed blocking and, and get that open field tackle, which is really nice. Um, he's an athletic blitzer, um, and he hustles downhill. He has a high motor and he's just very energetic. Um, the thing that kind of concerns me about him is that with that, you know, positional change, he's still learning. He's still trying to figure out what it takes to be a linebacker. And, it, and another thing is he, it sounds like he never really got a, you know, settled down at one position. Like I said, they had him at uh, safety and then going to inside and outside linebacker. That, that That's a lot of change to have, especially uh, in the college um, world. But, hey, he must be doing something right if he's, you know, declaring for the draft and, and might actually be a middle-of-the-draft prospect too. So um, definitely a guy to look out for, especially with his uh, frame and stature. Uh, he ran a 4.56 40-yard dash. Um, his production score was a 70. Athleticism score was a 72. His total score was a 73, which ranked ninth among all linebackers. Um, and even looking at his stats last year, um, you know, he did make improvements from the year before to where he is now. Uh, he had 96 total tackles, 10 of those accounting for tackles for loss and four sacks. And he even, you know, contributed to the pass game, having five pass deflections. So uh, I keep on saying Leal, <laughs> but uh, DeMarvin Overshone, um, you know, definitely played a role in this Texas defense. Texas kind of came out of nowhere, I feel like, this last year and uh, was a team to be reckoned with. So, um, and I think he was a big driving force on that defense and, and kind of led them to some big victories like over Alabama and I'm trying to think of another, but, but that's the, honestly the biggest one that comes <laughs> to my mind. Um, so uh, kind of just looking the head at him. Uh, I think he's a, a very good player, uh, someone to look at, but uh, definitely uh, a player to acquire in the later parts of this draft. Uh, definitely at that 120 mark. Uh, if not, maybe trading back and, and getting somewhere in that like fifth or sixth round uh, if we were to do that. But uh, that's kind of my thoughts on uh, DeMarvin. Dom, what are you thinking? I don't know, man. I kind of not, I don't necessarily agree with you completely on that. I, uh, I'm really liking this dude's tape. I'll be real honest with you. As, sure. Even though you say he's kind of raw, he's moving positions around, I can see that safety in him, and I almost feel like. That helps <laughs> a lot, actually. Um, his pass coverage uh, looked really great. I think he had good speed. I think he ran with aggressiveness. And, um, you know, being raw doesn't necessarily mean the worst thing. I Kind of just like no. we said with Dorian Williams, I don't think he would start right away. 
But he's someone I think who could grow quickly and could be a starter after or years to come. Uh, I think I think he could go as, at pick eighty. Um, but if he's there at sure. one twenty and you haven't picked, taken a linebacker yet, I'd say take him. I think it's a steal. Absolutely. And I mean, like, like I said, when he made the transition, I mean, he played his first two years as a defensive back and then in his junior year, he became a linebacker. And every year there's always that improvement. He had 60 tackles, 74, and then 96 to end it with tackles for loss and sacks all improving. So, I mean, he's definitely taking leaps and bounds into like improving. Um, but it's just, I, I think that's my only area of concern is like, you know, if we get him, we definitely need him in the inside. How was his production solely at the inside linebacker role? Right, but with with some with not as many years and also getting coached in the NFL, how quickly could that improve? Especially Absolutely. since he's improving already year to year to college. But mm-hmm. but it, it could, could be eighty. But I I think at one twenty, that's a steal. Absolutely. All right, moving on. We got Noah Sewell out of Oregon. Noah Sewell. Noah Sewell, here it is. Here he is. Here he is. Bam. So, yeah, Noah Sewell is a linebacker out of University of Oregon. He stands at six foot one and a half at 246 pounds. So, he's kind of a beefy dude. Um, he, I was very impressed with this tape. And, and honestly, I, I, to me, he just kind of seemed like a guy who could close gaps really quickly and, and just like really uh, get involved in the play fast. Uh, whenever he did get the ball in his hand, like this play, he always tried to make the most out of it. Um, but he's just, he's he's quick, which is kind of surprising looking at his 40 time because he ran a 4.64, which isn't slow by any means. Obviously, we have guys like Sanders and, and Campbell, like we talked about, but he just looks like he has a lot more agility uh, in these highlights than those two guys did, in my opinion. Um, you know, so Noah Sewell... Um, is a really good what? uh what i sorry i missed it what, what was it i can't tell if it bounced off a player's head and it went into his lap for a pick i think it did it's hard to tell on this <laughs> it's kind of laggy yeah totally <laughs> it's totally bounced off a player's head yeah anyways oh well continue anyway i Noah Sewell is a three-year starter, so he has a lot of time spent at the linebacker position. And uh, a lot of his strengths are just talking about his size and strength in general. Uh, You know, being able to shed blockers and and just kind of uh, lead his aggression between tackles and just kind of be more of a consistency with his tackling game. I love, love, love his ability to wrap up on, on guys and just bring them down. Uh, and he he really gets involved in the play too. I I uh, looking at his stats. I mean he he didn't have anything that that blew up. Uh, and I don't know if there's a positional change or what it was because from 2021 when he had 114 tackles, last year he had just 56 with 5.5 uh, tackles for loss and an interception. So there's obviously that 
you know, decrease in productivity. Um, some of his faults really lack in his instincts and awareness, uh, which which obviously can can bite you, especially when you're looking at uh, being in pass coverage. So, um, you know, that's kind of a tough thing for me. But as far as like a downhill linebacker, just kind of getting into those tackles and shooting gaps, I think he does an exceptional job with it. Um, he's a little poor in his reactive abilities. Um, and, you know, like like here they say even his his he has little range when tasked with coverage so obviously that's a bit of concern and 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 you know i stated it before i i get ptsd when thinking about guys like spillane or heck even devin bush the last few years with their coverage because it was just so bad and we rely so much on our linebackers to like pick up those guys so if we're going for a guy who needs to cover, Noah might not be that dude, but at the same time, I think he is a really, really good linebacker. Uh, and heck, he, even good depth and someone to learn behind Landon Roberts and, and even Cole Holcomb and see if maybe he can, you know, get get some time in there and and, and improve on his abilities. Um, he ran a 4.64, like I said, a 33-inch vert. His production score is a 67, athleticism score 75, and a 72 for total score, uh, ranking him 10th among all linebackers. So, uh, Dom, what are your thoughts on Noah? Um, he is, According to the highlight tape, I mean, he's definitely disruptive. He likes to get his, uh, his nose in there and, and cause a ruckus and, and can kind of is all over the field to a certain degree. Uh, I do think he is a touch slow. Um, I, I, a lot of a lot of these highlights. I don't know if they're from last year or not. It, when you talked about potentially them not having him not having a lot of tackles, it kind of makes sense if these highlights are from last year because not that he was doing bad, but he just seemed like he was just a step late to a lot of different tackles, especially sacks on the quarterback. Um, sure, just just be there, but enough to disrupt the pass, which is great. Um, he just seems just a touch, a little too slow. Mm-hmm. Personally, uh, and that tracks yeah, with kind of what we said earlier. Um, I think pick eighty or one twenty. I think that's kind of where he falls. There, I agree. I think he's gonna definitely gonna be that uh mid to late round guys. So yeah, but that's Noah. And then last but not least. We have my other favorite linebacker in the draft, Mr. Ivan Pace Jr. out of the University of Cincinnati. Um, Now, this is a guy who I found immediately and was just very impressed with his gameplay. Um, He is a force to be reckoned with. He loves to make the big splash plays, the big hits. And gosh, he just closes in on the ball so fast. Uh, honestly, when I was looking up his 40 time, because he didn't participate in the combine, I was a little surprised because he just looks really quick. And I thought it would be, maybe be up with that, like, you know, Trent, Trenton Simpson kind of time frame. And he's not far off. He ran a 4-5 at his pro day uh, flat. So, you know, obviously a, a pretty quick talent. But Ivan Pace is just a a dog, realistically. And I mean, listen, listen to these stats right here. 
I've just last year he had 136 total tackles, so he was flying all over the place. His tackles for loss, Dom, 20.5 tackles for loss. That doesn't happen. Damn. That's that's insane numbers. Yeah, and I think I think out of total tackles for loss among all college football, he ranked second. Um, so obviously he's putting up big numbers. He had nine sacks all last year, uh, too, which is just unbelievable. And I mean, even in the pass coverage, he was able to get there and have four pass deflections too. nothing on the picks, but I, I, I gotta give this guy some props. I feel like his biggest downfall is probably his size. He is five foot 10 and a half. So a little on the shorter side. But he he stocks it well, being two hundred and <laughs> yeah, definitely. Which is kind of funny because I was looking at his his NFL prospect sh- chart here, where it says five ten and a half. But then in his uh, uh, stats page here, it says six feet. So someone might be tampering a little bit, giving him those extra two inches. But can't we all use an, an extra two inch? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um. I and you know I got also got to give him props too because the uh, last year was actually his first year playing with Cincinnati. He was a transfer from Miami, so um, he played his first three years with Miami, and then he transferred, and then he played with Cincinnati, where he absolutely took off. And he wasn't a slouch with Miami either. The lad, the year before that, he had 125 tackles, total tackles, and 13 tackles for loss. So it's like. To improve from that kind of a season two to this is just unbelievable. Um, like I said, he had that four five forty time. His production score was a seventy seven. His athleticism score was a sixty seven, and his total score was a seventy four, which is seventh among all linebackers. Uh, in two seasons, two hundred sixty two total tackles, which is nuts, and thirty four point five for loss. Uh, on unreal um he can bounce his eyes between routes and quarterbacks and coverage uh he possesses a lot of heart uh and he just has a high motor and a lot of energy and he just brings it with every single down that he plays um and he just you know lays the boom uh realistically his only weaknesses that they have on here is a lot to do with his size just lacking length and, you know, uh, they're scared about his overall strength just with, like, the size of other guys. But, heck, I, I know they don't show it in his highlights, but even when he played in the uh, Senior Bowl, he had one of the most iconic tackles this last year as he just, like, popped a dude and just laid him down on the ground. So, to me, Ivan Pace is a, a favorite of mine. I honestly am going to consider him my hidden gem of the draft. I think any team that gets Ivan Pace Jr. is going to be very happy with him. Um, And realistically, even though he's projected at about that 80 to, you know, maybe a little later, I would not be upset if we got him even a little earlier than that. But um, if we got him at 80, I'd be stoked. That'd be hands down my favorite pick uh, at when it comes to value, I guess. Um, but I don't know. I'm just, I feel like I'm just hyping him up big time. Don, what are, you, what are your thoughts on Piven? Uh Yeah, I agree. I think you are hyping him up big time. I don't, I don't think he's bad, though. I, um, 
I I really like his energy. Um, he he's like Jalen Warren, but as a linebacker, he's mm-hmm. uh, like like you said with a lot of heart. He's he's short, but he he's he's fast. He's everywhere. He's behind the line. He's covering passes. He's all over the place. He's just a little rabid Tasmanian devil. And uh, I like the energy. I like that um, kind of passion to play the game. I think he is perfect at 80. And I think the, in the same way we talked about DeMarvin Overshone, I think if he's there at 120, that is a steal. That's what I think the steal would be, for sure. Especially if, sure. Lot, especially if a lot of teams, and I think he could last to 120, especially because I think a lot of teams are going to be really afraid of his height. Um, I mean, all the linebackers we looked at, the shortest one was like six two. That is a f- yeah four. That's a four inch difference. That's a large difference. Hey, you know, like maybe it was like the doctor's office he happened to go into that day. Like you know, or maybe he's like you know slouching <laughs> a little bit. Uh, that doesn't really scare me though, especially if it's like around pick one twenty, anyways, because I do think he has the heart yeah. for it. Um. But yeah, definitely really good energy and someone that they could look at. And you never know if the Steelers trade back and they acquire more picks in the second, in the third, or whatever. You you could find him around uh, even at an earlier spot than eighty, like around like sixty or something. You could find him around there. So, the uh, great great job, Chris. We got through all eight linebackers in quick succession, quick fashion. Love to see it. Next week, where are we going to be doing another? Highly regarded pick for the Steelers, which is defensive tackle. Who's the starting defensive tackle right now, Chris? Go. Five, four, three. Cam Hayward? Two. What? No. Wait, what? Technically, I mean, it's technically the end, right? Unless you kind of D-tackle, but it's someone to play more in the middle. Are you talking about you'd have, Larry Ogunjobi? He's D-end, too. What the fuck? Uh, so, so there's D tackle. That'd be where right. Alu Alu played. Nobody. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Montrevious Adams. Montrevious Adams or Armand Watts, we just picked up. That's Man. our options right now. Montrevious. So D tackle. Good, good position to look at. Good position to need, I think. Um, will they do it? We'll see. But there's some guys we could look at, some uh, second to third round guys, maybe even fourth, four round guys uh, that we'll take a look at next week. We'll just stick to six. We don't need to go crazy. <laughs> um, uh, you can, uh, but thank you for listening to the Northern Steel podcast. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, uh, YouTube, on um, LinkedIn, on Club Penguin, on RuneScape, on. The PlayStation Store. Chris, you got any words? Any words? Any words? Oh, actually, yeah, I do. Um, uh-huh. Do you have a guess? What's up? Say that again. Do you have a guess? What's up? What's up? Uh, what I'm going to say is uh, draft Ivan Pace. Oh, wow. Go Steelers. That definitely clipped for sure. But thank you, Go Steelers. We'll see you guys next week. Peace. Peace.